I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Freddie Spencer coming to you after the second of the four rounds that will be held in Spain this year at the circuit in Montemelo near Barcelona, Spain. Monster Energy, the Catalonia round of the MotoGP World Championship. Now, the Barcelona circuit is one that I actually experienced for the first time in 1992. I went there, and, and they were just beginning to have a Grand Prix at that circuit. And, and it's one of those that are it's really challenging for many reasons. Um, they have repaved it recently, which is, as the writers said, have certainly helped. They've also had some dramatic changes in the layout especially the last two corners leading on to the front straightaway and they've gone back to more the original design made it safer you know we had the Moto 2 rider uh, that was unfortunately killed there a few years ago so they started using the Formula 1 chicane um, that leading into the, the, the last the last right-hander the, and the one right before it the two last two right-handers very high speed actually one of my favorite the favorite parts of the circuit that I liked uh, because I love momentum, I love when you get it right and when it's precise, and that's what those last two corners are perfect on a motorcycle farm. And again, like I said, with the repaving, um, the riders were treated to certainly a weekend that we're going to set some new lap times um, because of the, the going back to the new layout, and it certainly was going to be interesting. Now, one thing you're guaranteed of this time of year is the heat there. And you spend so much time, especially on the right side of the tire, uh, on the edge of the tire, it is imperative that you choose not only the right tire, um, the right compound, but also you get the setup right. And in the case with the modern MotoGP bikes, getting that electronics balanced out properly and also the rider still managing tire wear by the way that they carry speed into the corner and also how they use the throttle. Yeah, and it's not quite as, as imperative as it used to be because of the electronics and the ability to be able to manage the wheel spin through the use of those electronics, but also the mapping uh, that you can change as the race goes along and the edge grip goes away and the spinning becomes worse. So again, it's certainly, as it is every race weekend, a balance of trying to maximize your speed uh, for that one lap, but really the most important which is the consistency of lap after lap. And, and you don't see that more of, of, of an example as someone like Aoni on the Suzuki, who is right up there at the top as he was this weekend, especially with Dovi and Lorenzo uh, in the sessions, putting in that, that one lap, maybe two, um, and even maybe showing that he could put in three or four laps in race simulations, but really struggling as we get into the race weekend and, and on race day. And, and why is that? Why do you see that with some riders? Um, for example, with Jorge, in the last year and a half, before we got to Mugello, 
he seemed to be able to put in good laps, and then as the he would get in a battle and maybe uh, get passed by a few riders, he would seem to fade back a little bit. Was it um, a result of, as he talked about, of getting the balance right? Um, as soon as the grip would go away, he would lose his, his momentum, his rhythm? Absolutely. Was it also possibly just some of it mindset and comfort level, uh, being able to fight back? To be able to, you know, still maintain that belief and to be able to keep fighting, um, you know, Jorge for sure is a fighter, and Oni's a fighter. All the guys that this level certainly are. But what is the difference? Um, it certainly, I believe, and I've always believed this in my own abilities is is your mindset, your comfort level, your confidence, desire, all those things. You can have desire, but maybe still not have that little bit that keeps you charging and pushing and pushing and pushing and fighting back because you believe that it's worth it, that it's going to pay off during this lap, this race. And maybe that is what we see with some riders is they go, well, you know, maybe in Anoni's case is that, you know, I've shown what the Suzuki do, I've shown I've had the speed, but we know that Suzuki doesn't have the possibility of winning the race does that affect a rider's ability to push and stay in that last group and charge to the very end? Some days, I believe that's a possibility. It's not a critical against Anoni or anyone. It's just the reality of, of what we face and our focus of being able to do it. For example, the zone. You know, One of the things I've always said in my own case that, that I look back on, and it's easy when you look back because you can certainly reflect on it and remember and, and it makes sense, is that my years of riding in my yard, those four or five hours a day for 10 years, basically between five years old and 15, it taught me not only technique, but it also taught me how to focus. It taught me how to be able to, to get in that zone of riding with a flip of, of a switch. And that was always one of the things when I was at my best and when I was at the very top of my game for those years and years and years, even before I got to the Grand Prix. That was what I believe was one of my strengths. It is certainly what you see with Mark. It is certainly what you see with the Valentino on race day. They may struggle in practice. They may make mistakes, especially like in Mark's case, he crashes. But on race day, he has that ability to simplify and make clear exactly what he's focused on and to be able to maintain and have the discretion and the discipline in that environment to be able to dial it back, to push it when you need to and be able to dial it back. Some other riders that put in a quick lap in qualifying in practice, they get to race day and they can push hard, but are they able to balance that out and spread it out over an entire race? I think that's where they certainly struggle. And so their gap in their lap times are more dramatic. And that's what you see at the end of the race, five, six seconds back, maybe 10, 20, 30 seconds. It is one of the areas that I believe, and certainly we see with Jorge, that he has been brilliant at over these last two races. That performance he did at Mugello, as I said in the last broadcast, that consistency of the 148s was almost perfection. And he showed the same thing at Barcelona. Is not only had the speed, but he had the fight. You could see that in his battle with Mark. He just kept pushing. And then the confidence... But the most important thing is that consistency, that ability just to churn those laps out, 
just lap after lap after lap. When you're in that zone, as he is, it's about as good as it gets. And the top riders are able to do that more consistently week in and week out. That is what separates the great riders from the good riders. Let's talk about qualifying just a little bit. Qualifying, again, went kind of a continuation of the last last weekend with Dovey, Jorge on the two Ducatis. Um, and, and certainly you see Mark up there as usual. Anoni put in some, some good runs uh, that we've seen. But it was, it was basically Jorge, of course, Dovey, uh, who put in the, the great lap, the consistent laps, feeling the pressure maybe of the increased performance of Jorge Lorenzo. Um, we saw that in the race, right? And let's see if, if how it's going to be. But he certainly showed. He said it doesn't. He said that Jorge is not feeling the pressure. But he, I don't think he can help but not feel a little bit of, of that pressure. He's also feeling the pressure, in, in his defense, of losing points to Mark. Last year he came so close to winning that world championship and with the amount of wins and, and took the battle all the way to the end. And this year he's had some mistakes. He's made some mistakes uh, that he didn't make last year. Uh, he talks a little bit about the change maybe in the front Michelin. Is that affecting a little bit as far as field? Certainly can. Um, your margin of error, your forgiveness that you get from that front tire, if it changes because you're running on the edge, we all are, all the riders are that, that compete at that, that level, you're right on the edge of, of that envelope of, of in control and, and a little bit over, is that affecting? I, a possibility. Uh, you see that with, with a lot of the riders that, that try to charge and tuck in the front. Of course, that's where Mark crashes most of his times in practice. So is that affecting Dovey also? But I certainly think that he's feeling that extra pressure of Jorge and his increased level of performance. And let's see how he steps up to that. The Yamaha's Maverick Vernales, you know, he had a good run. He has certainly said some things in the press recently about the promises that Yamaha had given him that they would have a top bike for him, and he don't feel he doesn't feel like they're coming through. That's where he needs to be careful because, you know, he had that good run. He started off the his his uh, relationship with Yamaha in winter testing, as we know, not this past one year before, and then came out of the blocks with those wins. And he seemed focused and calm and, and, and just, you know, moving ahead. But now he seems to be all over the place. And I've talked about that. And let's just hope that he can get that under control. Yoan Zarco, where is he at now? You can see with his crashes he had, he had that second place a couple of times. He's also, when he has gotten up front, he felt that pressure in Le Mans. And he had the crash and... He really hasn't been there in, in the last few races. Uh, is he already thinking ahead maybe to KTM? We'll have to see where that goes with that. Uh, but Danny Petrosa, uh, he's a rider that I expected to come out this weekend after the result of Mugello where he, let's, let's face it, I said this after the broadcast, or during the broadcast last week, and Danny said afterwards, he already after the race of Mugello, that he already knew what was going to happen. It certainly distracted him. That's what it looked like to me happened in qualifying and certainly his crash in the race. And the both of those were not usually Danny Petrosa performances. This weekend, I expected him to come out and certainly do a better job, and he, and he did that. As we got into the race, was it going to be another Jorge Lorenzo domination 
Uh, it certainly, Mark and, and Jorge got off to a good start. Maybe it's a prelude to what we're going to see next year with both of them on the same bike uh, in the World Championship. But I know that Mark wanted to go out and certainly win the race in front of his home fans in Spain. He's from the, the Barcelona area. But he also wanted to protect his championship lead, which is what a world champion does. And that's what he was able to do in, in the race. He just battled along. He pushed Jorge. He actually made, made a pass to Jorge. He would come right back and just kind of stretched out his lead and ran a great race on the Ducati. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens the rest of the season if he can not only become a figure in the championship, but certainly make a run at it. He's a little ways back still from Mark Marquez, and Mark is doing exactly what he needs to do. Valentino Rossi, another great performance, got on the podium, and the top Yamaha, you know, for the 39-year-old in those tough conditions, and he showed what he certainly can do. Maverick Rinales, you know, as he has shown, he struggles, and then later in the race, he's able to, to pick it up a little bit, but a little, little too late to make a run at a podium. Dovey, as I said, with that crash, it looks like that his championships hopes are fading by the wayside, but we'll have to see if he's able to step it up as we go along. Cal Crutchlow, great performance. Definitely wanted before in this. I want to throw that in there because we know he has struggled since he took the lead in the championship. Quite a few races ago, he's had some crashes, but he keeps pushing along. So it certainly is interesting. A lot of different uh, different riders there, Alex Renz and Anoni, both on Suzuki struggling the race. Alex Renz pulled off, and it just seems like his, his bad luck is, is continuing. But it's certainly going to be interesting as the season continues on and we go into the next round at the Dutch Grand Prix. We'll see if the Yamals can step it up and get their first win, certainly in a long time, or if Jorge Lorenzo is going to continue and make it a three-peat and, of course, we'll see what Mark can challenging. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are, too. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 